0: Hello, knowledge seekers. In this episode of 20 Minute Books, we delve into the world of The Obstacle is the Way by Ryan Holiday. This engaging book invites readers to redefine their view on obstacles and learn how to turn them into stepping stones for success. Through the lens of Stoic philosophy, Holiday presents compelling stories of historical figures who rose above challenges and grew stronger in the process authored by Ryan Holiday, an accomplished American author, bookstore owner, and host of the Daily Stoic podcast, The Obstacle is the Way, brings a new perspective to facing roadblocks. Holiday's notable work in the field of media strategy, combined with his passionate interest in philosophy, make him the perfect guide for this transformative journey. This book, is an essential read for anyone seeking motivation during tough economic times, those working on a startup and facing the inevitable challenges it brings, or simply anyone looking to build resilience and learn how to better navigate through life's hardships. Holiday's unique approach to adversity teaches readers not only to persevere through challenges, but to view them as an opportunity for growth Join us as we uncover the wisdom of transforming obstacles into stepping stones and explore the potential each of us holds to overcome. The Obstacle is the Way, the timeless art of turning trials into triumph. Introduction. Unearth the secret of transforming immense challenges. Into incredible opportunities. Today's tale carries a profound core lesson. Any barrier, hurdle, or seemingly insurmountable difficulty blocking your path to triumph can actually be transformed into the very conduit of success. In short, all that stands in your way can, paradoxically, serve as your way forward. Hence the book's telling title. Roman Emperor and Stoic philosopher Marcus Aurelius articulated this concept beautifully. The impediment to action advances action. What stands in the way becomes the way. Now, this isn't merely about spotting a silver lining in every situation or championing ceaseless optimism. You don't need to adorn rose tinted spectacles and sweep challenges under the rug. Recognizing the hidden opportunities in every obstacle isn't about constant cheerfulness. Rather, it requires a clear, logical, reasonable, prepared, and pragmatic mindset readiness for whatever life hurls at you and practicality in understanding and responding to your circumstances it's not about evading obstacles it's about approaching them with a strategy the journey we're about to embark on has 3 distinct stages mirroring the book perception action and will these are the indispensable elements to flip the script in any situation morphing negatives into positives Perception is our first step, learning to interpret what many would deem an obstacle, a recession, a traffic jam, a personal handicap, and beyond, as a potential road to success. Action takes over next. Identifying the route is vital, but it amounts to little without the willingness to walk that path. Then comes the indomitable will, the drive, resolve, the iron will to persist on the path to continue moving forward even in the face of adversity. All of this is conceptually straightforward. However, that doesn't imply it's easy to implement. So let's draw inspiration from those who've done it. Individuals who've spun disadvantages, setbacks, and hardships into stepping stones, revealing their true nature, hidden paths to success. Part 1. Perception. Uncovering Hidden Treasures in Adversity. John D. Rockefeller, the iconic tycoon of the oil industry, crafted his art of perception amidst tumultuous trials. In the year 1855, a young Rockefeller was making his foray into the world of business as a fledgling bookkeeper, nursing dreams of becoming an investor. Barely two years later, the Panic of 1857 unleashed an economic tsunami, plunging America into a debilitating financial crisis the most severe market depression known to mankind. Finance careers crumbled around Rockefeller as fear and panic led people to view this crisis as an unmitigated catastrophe. Rockefeller could have followed suit. He could have succumbed to fear, hastily pivoting to a different career. But he chose not to. Instead of giving in to anxiety, he saw this economic upheaval as a learning platform an opportunity to observe, and a means to plan for a prosperous future by scrutinizing the mistakes unfolding around him in the present. In essence, he harnessed the power of perception. Perception is all about the interpretations we attach to events. Is a financial crisis a horrifying calamity to flee from? Or is it a learning launchpad to observe? The choice is yours. One perspective robs you of your power, while the other amplifies it. The magnitude of power that Rockefeller accumulated is legendary. By the age of 40, he held control over 90% of the oil refineries in the United States. His success secret lay in an investment strategy governed by clear-headed logic, not impulsive emotions. His investment decisions weren't shaped by market rumors or mimicking the crowd. And when he did make investments, he remained steadfast, weathering the storm even when others sold their stakes in a panic. The wisdom, resilience, adaptability, and tranquil demeanor that Rockefeller displayed amidst chaos were the cornerstones of his colossal empire. So, how can we tap into our inner Rockefeller? Here are three tips. When confronted with a formidable obstacle, something overwhelming, intimidating, or fear-inducing. Aim to. Focus on what's within your control. Disregard the rest. Maintain objectivity. Avoid getting entangled in subjective emotions or assumptions. Stay anchored in the present moment. Resist the temptation to dwell on past regrets or future worries. You already possess the tools needed to detect opportunity in any obstacle. Logic, objectivity, rationality, and composed judgment. The key to using them lies in discipline, practice, and forming steadfast habits. Part 2: Perception, acknowledging your power. Let's turn back the clock to the 1960s and meet the famed boxer Rubin "Hurricane" Carter. Accused of a triple homicide, he found himself faced with a crime he did not commit. And yet, this innocent man was handed three life sentences and sent to prison. At this juncture, he confronted a choice. He could relinquish his power and comply with the situation, accepting the system's label of him as a criminal. Alternatively, he could cling on to his power, standing firm in his innocence despite his incarceration. He chose the path of empowerment. Upon entering prison, he made a bold declaration to the warden that he refused to be treated like a prisoner. Although his freedom was curtailed, he would not be powerless. He retained power over his perception. He had agency over his choices. He refused to see himself as a prisoner, and his actions mirrored this mindset. Everything associated with the prison was shunned. Uniforms, prison food, visitors, parole hearings. He rejected them all. He employed his time to delve into the study of history, philosophy, law, anything that might bolster his efforts to overturn his case. Carter was a young man of 29 when he was thrust into prison. He walked out a free man at the age of 49, with his case eventually reversed. His 19 year sentence might seem like stolen years, but Carter would not see them that way, just as he refused to perceive himself as powerless. His situation was dire, but he held the reins, steering his choices, his thoughts, his reactions, his perception. It was a form of control, a variant of power that could never be snatched from him. We all wield this power. You may face betrayal, adverse turns of fate, or a string of setbacks. But in nearly every circumstance, you still hold the power of perception. How will you interpret the situation? How will you react? Remember, good and bad are merely labels that we assign. In reality, there's an event, a situation. The narrative we construct about this event shapes whether it's perceived as good, bad, or something in between. The narrative you create, or don't, rests entirely in your hands. That's the potency of perception. That's what Ruben Carter comprehended. So how will you exercise your choice? How will you perceive the barriers in your path? The power is yours. It always has been, and it always will be. Part three, perception transforming your viewpoint. Let's transport ourselves back in time to the Peloponnesian War. General Pericles and his troops were sailing the vast sea when the day suddenly darkened into night. A solar eclipse had swiftly altered day to night. The abrupt change left Pericles' men disoriented and plunged into panic. However, their leader, Pericles, maintained his calm. He took off his cloak and approached the man steering the ship. Holding the cloak in front of the man's face, he inquired if the darkness terrified him. The man, not at all. Pericles replied, in a loose paraphrase, If that's the case, why are you scared? What makes one form of darkness more terrifying than another? Although this tale might tickle your funny bone, it carries a profound message. Perspective is paramount. The sailors had attached a sinister meaning to the solar eclipse, interpreting it as an ominous sign, a harbinger of doom. Simply put, they had adopted a disempowering perspective. The darkness brought about by the alignment of celestial bodies is menacing. Contrarily, Pericles embraced an empowering perspective. All darkness, regardless of its source, is identical. Thus, unless one harbors an irrational fear of the dark, there's no cause for alarm. Your perception of a situation is what determines if it's exciting or terrifying, enjoyable or miserable, positive or negative. And the choice of perception is always in your hands. Let's look at another example. When George Clooney first arrived in Hollywood, he was no different from any other actor. He faced struggles. Years of auditions ended in rejections. Despite possessing talent, which he was aware of, no one seemed to recognize his abilities. He became disheartened, blaming the system for failing to acknowledge his evident talent. We all do this. We fault companies for not hiring us. We resent attractive strangers for not flirting with us. We yearn to be noticed, to be chosen, and we feel crushed when we're overlooked. However, this is just one way to perceive the situation. There's an alternate viewpoint that flips the narrative. Clooney realized that landing a role was not his hurdle. Rather, it was a challenge for the film producers. They were the ones frantically searching for the perfect actor. They were in need of him, not vice versa. He was not a hopeful nobody longing for his breakthrough. He was the ideal actor they had been seeking. This subtle shift in perspective changed everything. During subsequent auditions, He exuded confidence and proficiency, not only as an actor but as someone who would accomplish what was necessary, a person who would ease the burdens of the producers both on and off camera. Next, we'll explore action. But remember this the actions you undertake are dictated by the perspective you adopt. When you perceive something accurately, your actions align accordingly, ensuring the highest probability of success. So, Whatever your situation, pose this question to yourself Is my perspective beneficial? Or am I letting fear, intimidation, or insecurity cloud my judgment because I'm looking at things through a distorted lens? Am I mistaking a simple eclipse for a sinister omen? Am I casting myself as a problem when I'm truly the solution? Your perception is under your control, and perception is everything. Part 4 Action. Harnessing the strength of discipline. Understanding the power you wield in any situation, disarming intimidating circumstances through altering your viewpoint, and realizing that an issue is only an issue if you perceive it as such lays the foundation. What follows next is action. You don't require blind optimism to spring into action. Remember, perception isn't about viewing everything through a rosy lens. Rather, It's about observing things clearly, rationally, logically, and objectively. It's not about disregarding or underplaying problems, but about removing emotions and refraining from imposing meaning on situations. While a task might indeed be challenging, compounding the difficulty by losing your cool serves no purpose. The same principle applies to action. It's not about turning a blind eye to potential difficulties or being rash but about embracing boldness. Evaluate the situation rationally and logically. Then, fully aware of what you're up against, take action. Flexibility, persistence, and discipline can empower you to tackle each task one at a time and accomplish whatever you aspire to achieve. Set your sights on your goal and keep it in focus, but channel all your energy into the steps necessary to reach there. That's the essence of effective action. Here's a real life example. Demosthenes, recognized as the greatest orator in ancient Athens, had a surprisingly unremarkable beginning. In his younger years, he was frail, timid, feminine, and often fell ill. His father died when he was seven, leaving behind a substantial inheritance which his caretakers looted. Bereft of money to hire tutors, Demosthenes lacked formal education, plus, He had a speech impediment, abandoned, betrayed, socially awkward, and oppressed. Demosthenes had faced nearly every imaginable obstacle. But instead of succumbing to his circumstances, as many of us might have, he devised a strategy. He demonstrated extraordinary discipline, honed amidst adversity, to execute his plan. He decided to overcome his speech impediment by practicing speeches. He practiced while running, shouting into the wind and even with a mouthful of pebbles, he trained himself to recite entire speeches in a single breath. Moreover, he immersed himself in studies. In a room he had set up underground, he studied law, practiced speeches, and refined arguments. Knowing the studies would be grueling, he shaved off half his head to avoid the temptation of public appearances. His discipline was relentless, with every action taking him a step closer to his objective. What was his objective? to legally contest his guardians and retrieve his inheritance. Long story short, he managed to recover what was left of his inheritance, outwitting every lawyer that challenged him, though by that time the money held little value. He had established his reputation as a brilliant orator and a keen student of law, traits that proved more invaluable than any inheritance. Now think about your goal. No matter what it is, you can take a leaf out of Demosthenes' book. Devise a strategic vision and persist. Reaching your desired destination is simply a matter of discipline. Part 5 Action Embrace the journey step by step. Let's take a step back and examine Demosthenes' journey to success. His ultimate goal was substantial reclaim his purloined inheritance. Yet, he didn't rush to achieve it immediately, he refrained from taking his guardians to court at the earliest opportunity. Instead, he embarked on a journey, investing all his energy into small steps that would eventually lead him from the starting point to the finish line. This seems straightforward, but it's all too common for individuals, when chasing a mammoth goal, to overlook the smaller steps in between, attempting to leap from the start to the finish without navigating the mid-route. Demosthenes was disciplined. He was resilient. He was unwavering. But importantly, he had a journey to follow. Nick Saban, the head coach of the renowned college football team, the University of Alabama's Crimson Tide, encapsulates this concept in what he calls the process. According to the process, if you find yourself before an intimidating task, disregard the overwhelming bigger picture. Don't fixate on winning national championships or winning a legal case despite a speech impediment. Push those thoughts aside. Concentrate on the immediate needs. Zone in on this specific task. This drill, this speech exercise, this individual minor step. Success is indeed a journey that must be navigated one step at a time, so focus on this step, perfect it, and then shift your focus to the next one. The beauty of the process is its calming nature. Although the journey ahead is lengthy, winding, and fraught with unforeseen hurdles, that is not our concern. Our sole focus lies in executing this step, followed by the next. Each accomplished with total dedication. While it may seem rudimentary, think about it. How many times have you abandoned a goal because it felt overwhelmingly huge? Writing a book is an insurmountable task. The sheer volume of work is daunting. Where do I even begin? This is where the process steps in. Instead of obsessing over the end goal, concentrate on what is immediately achievable, no matter how minor it may seem. Can you draft a sentence? The process will take care of the rest. Achieving grand goals isn't about genius or supernatural capabilities. It isn't about innate talent or serendipity. It's about taking one step after another, accomplishing one small task after another. Have faith in the process. Surrender to it. It's the only reliable way to traverse the journey to success. Whether you're a football player, an aspiring orator, or simply someone harboring a modest dream of writing a book someday, Part six, action, you may not always succeed. Before we transition to our next theme, Will, let's take a moment for an important reminder. Success isn't always guaranteed. You might confront an obstacle with finesse, adjusting your outlook, visualizing it in the most beneficial light, and taking control. You might then act appropriately, identifying a goal, dividing it into bite-sized steps, and carrying out each with precision and absolute concentration. Still, success might elude you. Certain obstacles are simply unbeatable. Some paths, regardless of our best efforts, remain unnavigable. If you encounter an insurmountable obstacle, remember, you gave it your best shot. Nothing can, or ever should, deter you from making an effort. If you've exerted yourself, remained tenacious, and realized that no degree of perseverance will overcome this obstacle, this massive rock blocking your path, then you have the opportunity to employ the skills you've developed thus far. Seize this chance to reinforce other attributes within yourself. That's the charm of this equation. Despite working tirelessly on your relationship, your partner walks out on you. Nestled within the heartache and anger lies an opportunity a chance to cultivate forgiveness and selfless love. The company you founded didn't make it. Practice acknowledging that some matters are beyond your control. If you've given it your all, your genuine best as there's nothing more you could have done and there's nothing more you're obliged to do. Action invariably involves risk, the risk of things not aligning with your expectations the risk of unforeseen circumstances thwarting your plans that's perfectly acceptable sometimes things don't go according to plan the only thing within your power is preparation not fear not intimidation but readiness being open to accepting whatever transpires and prepared to keep moving forward confidently with acceptance and anticipating what could be waiting for you around the corner this way you never truly fail. You merely gather life lessons. Keeping this in mind, let's proceed to the concluding theme. Part 7. Will. Embrace what you cannot alter and alter what you can. The notion of will is often misconstrued as an intense desire for something. People generally surmise, if I ardently wish for something, I possess the will. But genuine will pertains more to acceptance rather than compulsion. It's our last bastion in the face of challenging circumstances. It's an innate power, the force that allows us to practice what we discussed in the previous chapter, graciously and humbly accept what we can't alter, display enough resilience and adaptability to move ahead when our plans falter. Stoic philosophers like Marcus Aurelius, Epictetus and Seneca were adept at honing their will. They kept a central question at the forefront what lies within my control, and what doesn't. They understood that we have control over one thing only, our mind. Everything external to the mind, actions of others, natural phenomena, the certainty of death, is beyond our control. However, our emotions, judgments, attitudes, responses, and decisions are squarely within our purview. So, how can you harness this understanding? You can construct what the Stoics termed an inner citadel, a symbolic internal fortress impervious to the whims of the external world. The Stoics underline that no one is inherently equipped with an inner citadel. It's crucial to remember that you have to build your citadel, it requires consistent effort. People often mistakenly assume that skills are innate. Most people believe that if they are born with a certain disadvantage, they are destined to live with it. This is a fallacy, consider Theodore Roosevelt. Despite being born into privilege and gifted with a keen intellect, Roosevelt had severe asthma. Even mild physical exertion would trigger an asthma attack, confining him to bed for weeks. Many individuals would have succumbed to their destiny. But not Roosevelt. Inspired and assisted by his father, Roosevelt fought his congenital asthma. Starting at 12 years old, In a gym built by his father, he began working out, bolstering his upper body, gradually enhancing his lung capacity. A decade later, his asthma was almost completely resolved. He had conquered his weakness. Roosevelt faced countless obstacles in his life. He lost his wife, then his mother. He braved vicious political adversaries. His life was threatened. But he was ready. He had built up his strength, And continued fortifying it daily throughout his life. So ask yourself, are you ready for life's curveballs? Because they will come. Grief, twists of fate, adversity, and sorrow. There's nothing you can do to prevent these, but you can prepare. You can, like Roosevelt, bolster your resilience. What kind of fortification must you construct? What form of inner citadel? So that when hardship knocks at your door, you're sturdy enough to accept it and persist on your journey? Part 8. Will. Prepare to Endure. In the epic tale of the Odyssey, Odysseus emerges victorious in the Trojan War and embarks on a journey homeward. What ensues is a decade filled with obstacles. During his arduous return, he is imprisoned, must resist manifold temptations, loses his entire crew, battles treacherous whirlpools, and even confronts a cyclops and a six-headed beast. Eventually, after enduring 20 years of war and tribulations, he is reunited with his wife and son in his homeland. What was his secret? How did he manage to soldier on, persisting in the face of overwhelming adversities? The short answer, endurance. Endurance is often interchanged with persistence, though they are not identical. Persistence involves relentlessly directing all efforts at a single problem or hurdle. It's akin to repeatedly attacking the gates of Troy until you discover the solution, your very own Trojan horse. Endurance, on the other hand, is about committing to the long game. It's being equipped to handle all the obstacles, the seductions, the whirlpools, the cyclops, and the six headed monster that life thrusts in your path. It is an act of will. If persistence can be equated to energy, then endurance would be akin to stamina. During his journey, Odysseus was presented with numerous opportunities to succumb to despair, to capitulate, but he didn't. He persevered through it all, through every challenge the gods presented him. Yielding to despair, that wouldn't have brought him any closer to Ithaca. Complaining, same deal. He had the stamina to navigate through it all, one barrier after another, until he accomplished his goal and returned to his cherished home. Life is a succession of hurdles. Once you surmount one, prepare to conquer the next. If you stumble at this one, don't throw in the towel. Endure. The decision to continue striving rests solely with you. It's up to you whether you throw in the towel or dust yourself off and rise. So, why be an obstacle to yourself? You possess the power to reach your destination, even if it takes two decades. Part 9. Will, reflect on mortality, and be prepared to reset. While it may feel somewhat macabre, the reality is that death is inescapable for all of us. You might be thinking, not today, and indeed you could be right, but for each day that we don't die, death comes a day closer. The timing of death is beyond our control and not something to fret over. However, it does warrant our consideration for it can infuse our lives with a fresh sense of purpose and urgency. Since we can never be certain when death will come knocking, the moment to seize control and focus on what we can influence is indeed right now. We cannot sidestep death. It's an impassable hurdle. However, it can still serve a purpose. In contrast to the inevitability of death, all other barriers and annoyances in life seem comparatively insignificant. Why allow our equanimity to be disrupted by someone cutting us off in traffic? Why concern ourselves unduly? Why not opt for grace, kindness and appreciation? Given that death is certain, why not choose to live life in the right manner? If you can employ even this formidable obstacle to your advantage, is there any hurdle that you can't conquer? And one last thought as we wrap up. Always be ready to start anew. Once you overcome a barrier, prepare for the next. Get accustomed to the idea that resolving one challenge may birth a new one. This might sound daunting, but the more you tackle it, the more adept you become, and the better the opportunities that present themselves. Hence, maintain your steady journey. Remain unflappable, unrushed. Proceed with a blend of creativity and determination. Remember, obstacles shouldn't instill fear. They should be embraced. They're not hindrances on the path. They are the path itself. So, let them come. Final summary. The essential lesson in this book, Perception, Action, and Will, are the three cardinal steps to metamorphosing hurdles into golden opportunities and converting setbacks into stepping stones. By observing challenges from an objective standpoint, acknowledging your potential, and reshaping your perspective. By acting with discipline and persistence, placing faith in the process, and by exercising your willpower, showing resilience despite all odds, using these steps as leverage, you can transmute life's challenges into the ignition for your success. Thank you for joining me today on this journey of learning and discovery as we explored the insights of another thought-provoking book